0: Welcome to episode 161 of The Force Geeks. It's a Star Wars podcast, y'all. This is the first show of our fifth season. This is, again, uh, just an exciting time for us. We've been taking a long break. We are back after the holidays. I had some surgery done, uh, a couple procedures I was putting off till the end of the year. My nose is all healed up. I can breathe through my right nostril, which I've never been able to do before. A, a little more information than you bargained for, but I, I, I'm learning, you know, what it's like to breathe normally, like a normal human being. So that's kind of why we had to take such a long break. Uh, again, since it is the first show of 2024, Happy New Year. Yeah, it's a little delayed, but so what? Uh, on this show, an update for Moza- Rosario Dawson on the progress toward making season two of Ahsoka and where that stands. And... Where did Mando and Ahsoka land on the most streamed shows of 2023? That list? We know the answers to it. Sounds like Star Wars doing just fine, y'all. Also, some hot takes coming in from many folks after some new and old comments coming in from the Ray movie director, Charmaine Obied Chinoy, a deep dive into what was said and how we're all interpreting it. How about a little Adam Driver news for you? He walks, uh, actually, he's talking about this uh, original arc that he was told about for Kylo Ren what it was supposed to be, as well as whether he's on deck for the new Ray movie. And we've had some time to sit with this one. Uh, what was originally pitched as a Star Wars movie, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Saga, it dropped this this last month, and we're going to talk about our thoughts with it. And we anxiously are awaiting what lies ahead in 2024 for Star Wars. It's a new year. It's a new opportunity for Star Wars content. We know we're getting a few titles this year, and we'll share what the mouse has confirmed so far, along with what appears to be delayed until 2025. Guys, it's so good to be with you. I'm Nate Custer, coming to you from Northwest Arkansas. My fellow Force Geek from Seattle, Jake Scott, he's with us, and also Chris Ridlon, joining from our nation's capital once again. Gentlemen, how are your holidays? Good. It was lots good. Lots of family yeah. time. Yep.
1: Yeah, lots of time right. with the family, right. the uh, little kids uh, hanging out with the cousins and grandmas and grandpas, so... Going crazy. Was
0: Santa good to you guys? Sure.
1: Yeah, Santa
0: was great. I to got me. sixteen That's days an off. That's emphatic. Sure, coming in from plan. Jake. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I got. I got. a stuff.
1: My my big present was Ann got us tickets to see you two. One of the last shows at the Sphere. So.
0: Oh, you're going to the Sphere? Did yeah. you already do it? Are you going? No, we're going in February. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, so jealous. Dude. I love seeing you yeah, two. One she, of the, uh, just one of the great shows. It, yeah, it is you're leaving show. the weekend that
2: I'm coming to DC. You punk.
1: I am. Oh man!
2: Yes, <laughs> well, that's sports really timing, that one, right? That's and poor I timing. Are coming to visit. Well, Sarah and, <laughs> and Anne had coordinated things, but it somewhere got messed up, and you know, it's you too. I get it. You're a huge fan. I don't know why. Okay. But you're a huge. Fan. I am as well, Chris. That's I didn't realize
0: this that we share that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got to ask real quick. Favorite tour you've seen him on? Uh, I really like the 360 tour. I, I saw him
1: also in vegas actually at sam boyd stadium uh which is where uh-huh. the rebels play uh unlv uh so big football stadium uh and dude uh black eyed peas open and like man i mean the vibe yeah. was just so awesome like everyone going to the show was just happy and like it was, it was the chillest concert crowd i've ever seen and, kite. Uh, black eyed peas were awesome <laughs> there were a lot of people smoking pot but uh but I mean, like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, less than that, like Depeche Mode when I saw them in Seattle or uh, probably Nirvana for sure. Uh, so yeah. and then yeah, and then you two just rocked it. So I I don't know, man, that was pretty good. We we saw them uh, the uh, uh, the more recent one uh, at the hockey stadium in Vegas. Actually, I've only seen you two in Vegas, uh-huh. which is kind of funny. But uh, that is fun. <laughs> but that was good. Uh, but but just not, you know, not as epic, I guess. So anyway.
0: Uh, so I, I saw the 360 tour as well. I think that's what, 2010, 2011, that time yeah. frame? Yep. Uh, I believe so. I saw them in Salt Lake City at the time. The claw was pretty cool. And then also, I think my favorite was probably the Elevation tour. Yeah, I, think that I didn't favorite, I didn't actually so. get to
1: go see Elevation live. Like, that would have been Oh, yeah, it was that great. Awesome. It was great. It was good.
0: Well, hey, I know we're a Star Wars show. I deviated for you two just because uh, I was excited for that. So we'll, we'll get to it. I'm but excited Santa for us to go to me. see
2: Metallica next year, Chris. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, we cool. are
1: seeing Metallica. Jake, Jake, <laughs> that was an awesome present that you're watching. That was
2: my first in. concert cannot wait. as an eighth <laughs> grader, I think. Cannot yeah. wait.
0: Yeah. I remember hearing about that from you guys. Yeah, yeah Aaron it, and I, that's, I went that's by cool. ourselves. Yep.
2: Like, I can't imagine doing that now. No way. No Different times, man. Yeah, Different times. It, we
0: we are children of the 80s and, and 90s. So. That's right. Well, All right. Santa was good to me. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart. We got a Nintendo DS. Nice. Uh, the kids were very excited about that. So that was a lot of I fun. I you are getting and, uh, a Switch. I did, uh, did get a Switch. Oh, okay. I said DS, yes. didn't I? I meant Nintendo Switch, is what I meant to say. You finally so, got yourself uh, a console about time. finally got a console how about that yeah and i got some star wars games there was a, a big pack of games that came with a switch i got that so that yep. was a lot of fun so very cool stuff uh in more star wars gear my family knows me well they, they got me lots of star wars stuff so that's good uh well, well i just kind of want to get into things um before we do i, I just got to put it out there as always want to give a big shout out to superhero.com, run by our good friend daniel wolf Uh, He's a fellow Force geek, and that is where you can get your superhero and Star Wars news. In addition to supporting Dan, we ask that you support us by subscribing to this podcast. And and hey, if you get a chance, leave us a positive review. I know we've been taking a lot of time off the last few months, but it's been kind of a busy time. We'll get back to our normal schedule here. Uh, Though we create the show every week right here in the US, we know we have people listening all over the world. We appreciate you so much. Our international friends mean so much to this show. So greetings and thank you to everyone listening all over the globe. Uh, Also, those listeners want to single you out in Stockholm, Sweden. And here in the States, we got to say what up to Woody Creek, Colorado. We appreciate your support as well as your friendship in the force. So we're going to start with season two of Ahsoka, the star of the show, Rosario Dawson sharing some not so great news that there has been no confirmation oh, that anything is in the works just yet. Kind of heartbreaking to hear that she she was in a recent interview. She yeah. gave one with the Entertainment Weekly and the folks at the Dagobah Dispatch, and, and and mentioning that like there's been nothing confirmed, nothing that's that's you know grounded in in everything yet. Hopefully that changes soon. Especially seeing the news that uh, Ahsoka did well in streaming for the U.S. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to talk about that later in the show. But guys, are you kind of surprised that still, as we are now into 2024, months after the end of the show, uh, that th- this is not confirmed yet? It, are you surprised? My my know. assumption
1: is it's just everything so backed up, like uh, you know, Felani and Favre. I think have to finish Mando Four, Uh right. And they can't. They couldn't start really because of the strike. So you know, I mean, you're you know. Everything's just backed up. I, you know, that that's my hope. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, add it to the, this it, if it doesn't happen, let's just add it to the pile of, you know, mistakes KK's made. I, I don't yeah. understand why she's announcing <laughs> movies, like, so far ahead of time that there's zero chance they're going to happen. And yet, like, this thing that would be like a, you know, you know it's going to do at least, you know, probably 75% of whatever it pulled in season one. So it's yeah. a pretty much yeah. sure, like, Something that's going to bring people into your your uh, streaming site as a tentpole, and why not just announce, "Hey, we're going to do it." So, I don't know. Anyway,
0: it, it is surprising. I figured by this point, you know, that we've had the writer strike in, we've had the actor strike in, we've got things that are starting to get ready to shoot. We we're told that that things are starting to move forward with uh, production, uh, the pre work for production, pre production for this new movie with uh, you know Ray. So, why, why are things not moving that direction? Uh, what's happening with Mando season four? There's no confirmation of that. And we've heard people who are part of everything, including uh, Rick Famayiwas, that they've been working on things, but still not officially confirmed yet. I, I don't understand what the holdup is. So. I am, have lost my capacity to be surprised by the stupidity <laughs>
2: coming out of Disney. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just we, we continue to wait and see what is going to happen. They are pursuing the Costco
2: business model, which in my world is if something gets really popular, that's when we get rid of it, because then people <laughs> want it even more. That's how Costco works. <laughs> creating, creating the demand, demand by, by taking it away. Taking it away. Exactly. But you're you're upping demand by creating scarcity, artificial scarcity. And I think that like Disney obviously is following that model, like. Oh, wow. You really like this, huh? Well, F you.
0: We're done. I'd like to point out that Jake is our resident conspiracy theorist yeah. on the show. I just want to put that out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I did see where Brendan Wayne, uh, um, you know, posted something. Uh, you know, he's one of the Din Djarin stuntmen slash actors, yeah. Yeah. essentially, saying that production's ramping. You know, he's basically like, you know, production's ramping up. So, and he responded, you know, Great. Saying that, like, you know, sometime next year. So, so I, I assume, you know, probably like the strike, you know, Ended just before the holidays, so I'm, you know, right. Probably, everyone just took the holidays off and now they're probably getting back into it, but Maybe. it'll be interesting to see, man. I mean, uh, you know, Mando, there's absolutely no reason why they're not, you know, I, they did announce it on the, on the slate though. Right. For, for next year. They did not
0: announce Mando season four on the slate. Not for 24 minutes. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. So, so
2: no, nope, it's not 25. part of 2024. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well,
0: they sure are pushing so Mando that. on
2: YouTube plenty. Like every five seconds, it's a an ad yeah. about how awesome Mandalorian is. So,
0: well, and you're also looking at things ramping up ahead of award season, right? So that's True. that's one of the things too. So, uh, you know, there's they're, they're trying to put it out there, like, hey, check it out, watch it again, get a reminder before you start thinking about nominations for the award shows and how you want to vote. So that's all part of the, the, the maybe plan they're just gonna
2: switch over to the we won't tell you until we're right about to release it thing. That way, you don't get disappointed. Because we you know, can't seem to get it That done. does
0: make for fun surprises. I get I mean, it does, but it's really impossible to do today. In this day and age, for you to not know that something's in production, there are people sitting outside the production, you know, stu- right. studios, oh, yeah. facilities. Yeah, They know it's being made. So you can't really drop that anymore unless mm. it's like, you can say, like, you know, everyone knows we're doing this, mm. but we're not going to tell you when we're going to do it. Yeah. They just, but well, also that, the thing.
1: fact that, you know, right now they have to kind of prioritize, like, share price and you know dividends and stuff like that so i i I don't think they're gonna be i think they're gonna be trying to play up whatever they can to sell you know get the stock price up
0: maybe yeah because that thing uh has been a turd for a while uh as i know as a stockholder in disney so ready for some good news to shake things up finally so we'll see how things go uh also rosario uh, again in that interview with uh, entertainment weekly's star wars podcast the dagobah dispatch which i cannot recommend enough as i've said before check it out every episode is a lot of fun great personalities on that show just plugging it away they don't know we're doing it nor do they care probably but i'm just telling you as a star wars fan it's it's so much fun to listen to it's a great show and i really enjoy the host so check that out and you can get the full interview with rosario it's like 20, 25 minutes with Rosario. So check it out. Lots of great stuff. Now, I will say I didn't see anything that came out of that that was necessarily earth shattering when she was able to talk about Ahsoka. But it is fun to hear her perspective on things, the fun she had on the set, the things that she you know, was able to connect with different actors and in the crew with was really fun. She apparently, she claims that she took like the most photos and most videos of anybody on the set, and she has not done a full dump yet. So I think she can be kind of parsing these out over the next year, probably, of different moments along the way. But I, I'm excited to see more of her social media feed, to see some of these behind-the-scenes moments. She talked about Time perhaps there's something she can't share. What's that? Time to take a dump. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's one way of putting it, Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, a photo uh, dump. I mean, yeah. we, we talked about
1: it in our chat group. Like, I, I'm really excited to see the gallery for Ahsoka. Oh, very yes! much. Yes! Yes. Yeah, the behind-the-scenes gallery. We need For those that that don't know, is the behind-the-scenes that they do uh, on these Disney streaming
0: series. Yep. That would be awesome. We are ready for those. Yes, the the behind-the-scenes stuff is going to be a lot of fun. And I feel like it's such a great opportunity to ramp things up. They need to do that before award season as well, Mm -hmm. because yet another opportunity to show what went into making the show so great. And it was so great. I recognize as I've had more conversations with people who did not watch Clone Wars, who did not watch Rebels, trying to get into the show. Um, Most of them were there for it. They just didn't get all... The stuff the that references. we did. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and it didn't it. hold as much for them as Mando did, yeah. perhaps. Because Mando was something completely new for everybody. You didn't have to be plugged into anything prior to that. Like, even if you weren't a Star Wars fan before, you could plug into Mando, and yeah, you'd miss out on a few references yeah, here and there. But, but overall, y- you could start out knowing nothing and be fine. However, with this... <laughs> Uh, and I would say that was really Mando season one was that. Way.
1: Well, and that, yeah, that, that's a great point, Nate. I mean, you know, it, I, I think that's a little bit why Mando season four or season three, sorry, didn't do as well as one and two is because they started delving into like some of the, you know, history and culture of the Mandalorians and a little, little bit of the mysticism and stuff awesome, like that, which yes, was, was awesome, awesome. And we loved it. But, mm-hmm. you know, as a little, very you know, that, that's the thing with Ahsoka, like Mando season one essentially is like a, you know, space Western. You know, pretty accessible. Yeah. Man of yeah. season two, eh, sort of same, a little bit, you know, a little bit more
0: sci-fi, but still sort of space western. So, you know. it was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think actually, now that I look back at it all, I think the second season was probably my favorite of all three. I enjoyed the first season; it was great, but it was laying the groundwork. Season two, I just don't think you can really top that season two finale either. No. Just the the excitement level yeah. that was associated with that. Yeah. I, it's hard to top. I don't. I don't know that you can ever. Top that again. I, I've laid the challenge down, though, so we'll yeah. see what happens in season four. But I don't know that you can get any better than that. That was really fun well, story. we to we'll see some Yojan
2: bong come yeah. in, and that would pretty much
0: yeah. It. But you're, that not, would be cool. you're not
1: ever again going to have the first time seeing peak Luke Skywalker like we've seen it now, yeah. right? Like, like yes. you know, you've like since Return of the Jedi released, you know, like. You've dreamed about, yeah. like, what was it like when Luke was like a badass Jedi? And like, now you finally got it. You could have had it. We still could have had that it in so re- much, you know, like The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks, Ryan. But uh,
0: <laughs> anyway, I continue to read posts about The Last Jedi. I won't deviate for too long on this track, but I continue to read posts in the different Facebook groups I'm in about people who love The Last Jedi. And man, <laughs> there are people who love it. Yeah. And I'm not hating on you because you found something that really speaks to you and that's yeah. great. And I, I do that because I keep thinking like maybe this will be the thing that turns me into a fan. Maybe you will
2: finally movie. get it. Maybe it'll finally you know what? click. Sane people me. do not understand the crazy.
0: It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you love the movie, more power to yeah. you. And and we it all love a what we love. Movie. I'm not judging it. I still can't connect. I keep trying, but I can't connect to yeah. it. Yeah, it just well, doesn't work. That's me, what so. happens when someone takes a
2: big crap right on top of your childhood hero.
0: You know, I don't look at it that way. I know that they were trying to subvert expectations. It just uh-huh. didn't work for me. And so, again, you are I will assert, as diplomat. I always do, I will always assert that I love Ryan Johnson's work. Uh, everything he's done, eh, I just didn't agree with the choices. Most beautifully shot movie. And, yeah. again, I just, I, I don't, it didn't connect with me. Just didn't. But I would watch something, <laughs> a trilogy with all new characters, in a heartbeat. In sure, like we I talked until, in our chat
1: group, and I guess a little bit of segue into the Rubble Moon thing. But, yeah. Yeah. We dodged a bullet, I think, with that, because it would have been the same thing. It's a beautiful yeah. movie that kind of sucks. <laughs> really? No, no. Agreed. Well, yeah. Agreed. It just I agree. not as engaging, right? Like it's not we'll,
0: we'll get to that yeah. in a little bit. Anyway. Let's play a clip of Rosario Dawson talking about uh, everything on a Dispatch. Again, go check that podcast out for the full interview with her. But she was talking about Hayden Christensen's lightsaber skills, just how amazing he is, which all started from a comment with Dave Fulony saying, like, Anytime you get a chance to give a lightsaber to Hayden Christensen, you got to take the opportunity. You just got to do it because the guy is so skilled. Uh, but that kind of is what kicked off this comment. She was talking about him and then also uh, the late, great Ray Stevenson. So take a listen to this. It's hard, you
1: know, and especially now, sadly, without Ray here, I can't really compare because I'm sadly I didn't get to do at the same time because I have to say Ray was very heavy handed. I
0: <laughs> mean, like, great. We're not actually battling to the death right now. Okay. Um, and that was the same thing with Hayden. Hayden is ugh, like, he, he says that sometimes he
2: just rehearses and practices it just to keep it just in case, never knowing that he'd
1: get necessarily the opportunity to do it again. So I'm really glad. Cause he, he was, let's just say
2: he's not rusty. He's, he's right there. you're <laughs> your master? Always a master. I guess, you know, right. I mean, that, that tracks, Hey, is it that just tracks? me or does she not sound like a there
0: at all? Like, no. Totally different person. No, she sounds like her. Yeah. I mean, she sounds that's like her just, normal yeah, self. amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yep. cool. I, I believe they call that uh, when she's doing the stuff with Ahsoka acting. Acting, yeah. I think that's what it's called, yeah. No, I, she sounds very she's much like her normal self and stuff. Active. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Fun to hear that perspective on things, and that's not the first time we've heard her talk about Ray being really in the moment with his uh, battle acting yeah. there, his, his his stunt work there. Well, so, and he's a big, he was a big guy. So, yeah, yes, it's not yes. a tiny uh, Absolutely big heart and a yeah. big guy in physicality as well. So, I mean, that speaks to how intensely committed he was to everything, too. For sure. So. Gosh, he—he's so missed, so missed. At this point, she did talk an awful lot about just how much fun she had on the set, the camaraderie that uh, was shared amongst the crew and the cast. She also spoke about what it uh, took to make Hu Yang work as a practical effect, which I wasn't entirely sure that Hu Yang was practical I most it was of the CGI. time. Like, yeah, I, I, all the time. I, I figured in certain scenes there was practical, but I figured most of it was CGI. But it sounds like it was almost all practical, yeah. which is really this cool. Just talking about the gallery. The whole- Absolutely. That was cool. And she talked about her and who. I like that she's like, yeah, just me hanging out with me and who here. So uh that was a lot of fun to hear her talk about that. And of course, David Tennant killed it yeah. as the voice of Who Yang. So much fun. And and I, she's not the only actor that I saw talking about snapping a photo with Hu Yang. Natasha Lou Borditzo also talked about it. And so there's a lot of folks who thought that was a lot of fun to yeah. get a chance to hang with who. Oh, for sure. So we need that in the gallery. Yeah, no gallery, I can't yes. wait to see that. Uh, I, I got to ask you, you guys remember the concern over the audience for the show? Not just that one, but also Mando. You know, I remember seeing a lot of ink being, being used on audiences. Uh, yeah. Not being what was expected for Mando and Ahsoka. There was a lot written about that, as it turns out. According to data analysts at Whip Media, the third season of The Mandalorian, that garnered the top spot of all shows streamed in the United States for the year. And Ahsoka, number nine, number nine, top ten show. There's a lot of shows put out yep. on streaming these days. Yep. I don't know if you know this. It's all over the place. I've noticed. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of content on streaming. <laughs> top ten show, and people were bitching and moaning that it wasn't doing yeah, what they thought. Yeah. I, it would
1: I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, not every Star Wars film is going to be the biggest thing ever or show, but dude, like, a sustained success. A like, you just know. Yeah. You know, with the, with those teams and the people that are doing it, that it's going to be good, you know, like it's going to have a solid like viewership. So I, I just, yeah, I don't
2: know. I, I we'll go back to the earlier conversation. It's a built like, in just, audience. Yes. Like, why not just be exactly it up? It's not exactly hard. Yeah. To get that going. Yes. You show now, up. And oh, I will say we, we talked
1: about it offline. Uh, it, you know, Mandalorian was also, you know, 2020 and 2021, one of the most pirated shows and still is. I think it's number mm. three. So behind a couple of uh, HBO things, so so there's that. It's also heavily pirated, which probably hurts its viewership numbers a little. But
2: yeah, it probably well, they does. Just but it, it also Blu-ray. So
0: yes, seasons one and two of The Mandalorian are on Blu-ray now. So there's that. They have special features a... that
2: aren't anywhere else. Or? I
0: would think so, I right? Hmm. I bet they include the gallery in that. I, I have no idea. You know, here's the thing: I have not bought physical media in a while, and and i'm kind of like maybe that's not the best thing i've seen side by side comparisons that if you're thing. true yeah if you're true you know cinephile or, or audiophile whatever the quality is going to be better with the physical media if you buy <laughs> blu ray versus watching the streaming you'll notice yeah. the quality is better visually well, and that, with audio but, like
2: stuff disappears from streaming all the time it does yeah. so if you want to own now. it you yeah, need
0: you don't own to own it you
1: have to have a physical copy you're but... only
2: renting it if you're yeah,
1: i don't know we we got rid of uh we had a PS4 as our Blu-ray player and mm-hmm. no room for it in the current setup in the house. So it, it, uh, it got given away.
0: <laughs> oh no. Well, you know what? It's easy enough. Uh, you know, to get a cheap Blu-ray. Yeah, player, so yeah. Amazon will expensive. bring you one tomorrow yeah. for probably yeah. 30 bucks. <laughs> I'm sticking with I, Jimmy just, for I, now, but yeah. 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 Well, and I've been buying stuff. If I do buy stuff, uh, I buy it as, as a digital form now, but I'm realizing after watching this that, you know, Things do disappear, and you can never know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So, physical media if is something I think about reinvesting like, you know, in it
1: again. Yeah, you you may or may not so, have it.
0: Uh, you know, just tuck that in your back pocket. But if you've if you're like us and have kind of ditched the physical medium, you you might want to check it out again. Yeah, it if might you want be to worth prepare the while, for the zombie so.
2: apocalypse? You got to there. You have go physical yeah.
0: media. And I'm thinking about that, you know, because you're going to be bored. You're locked in your house. You barricade mm-hmm. yourself. What are you going to do? Or you're, you watch Mandalorian. you're
2: stuck at home because they won't let you out. <laughs> yeah, that never happens. Uh,
0: oh, man. Oh, Jake. I'm just saying, just there are lots resist. of reasons
2: why you might be stuck at home. And we have well, seen some we, of them. We,
0: we could get into you know the, the dangerous territories of what you're leaning into, but we'll deal in a different dangerous yeah, territories. We get dangerous. into some serious conversations here about a highly volatile subject. So- Let's delve into the hot-button topic of the moment. We all know that toxic fandom is something that the Star Wars folks have been saddled with a lot over the last several years. It's in the media, it's in the fan pages, it's all over the place, and we have a new issue that has been raised that is rubbing some people the wrong way. We're going to tackle this as best and as respectfully as we can, though there's some strong opinions here, and I'm just going to warn you ahead of time that we have some differing thoughts on things. And so we're going to try to cover the side, you know, multiple sides of this. The director of the new Ray movie, Charmaine Obayachinoi, said this about the new movie when speaking with CNN recently. Quote, I'm very thrilled about the project because I feel that we're about to create something is something very special. She also said we're in 2024 now, and it's about time that we had a woman come forward to shape a story in a galaxy far, far away. Now, Immediate shakes of the head. And guys, it, th- it's important to point out three men here, you know. Uh, that doesn't mean in, wrong. are uh, Well, I'm just saying I'm pointing out the obvious yeah, here. I mean, I, but
1: I, my my point is that that's disrespectful to Bryce Dallas Howard and Deborah Chow. Agreed. And most especially, like, we would not have Star Wars. Star Wars would not exist as a thing without Marsha Lucas and what she did yes. to, you know, the original A New Hope, basically, like to make that movie happen, you know. Yep. So, I, just
0: if you're not familiar, let's just lay down some history with that. Marsha Lucas was George's first wife, and she was someone that many have pointed to as having a big, massive hand in how things turned out. She was the editor of the films. She also helped George with the stories. She had a lot of say in helping to shape Star Wars back in the day. Now, was she the head person in charge? No, she was not. So, Charmaine makes a, a point there about being be the first one a to female
1: film.
0: film director. But there's lots of folks who've been involved over the years. And I would say that Kathleen Kennedy has the biggest hand in everything in the Disney era as the top person of Lucasfilm that, you know, you could say a woman has been shaping She's things. She's had all her this time. hands in every big franchise <laughs> and movie for like the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then there is the fact that Star Wars has had female directors and writers involved. So as you mentioned, some of them I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard's the first one that comes to mind yeah. of, of a female director in Star Wars that has done a great job. Deborah Chow mm. is another one who has done a fantastic job. On top of that, we've got the new series that's coming out, you know. So you have uh the the acolyte and and that's Leslie Headlin. Yeah. And so Carrie Fisher, as as Dan pointed out to us in our text conversation, also had a hand in things and was helping to rewrite some of the dialogue in the movies as well. And Carrie Fisher was not only known just for Star Wars work, but working with other filmmakers and other franchises, other films along yeah. the way. So I, I, I get what she's saying. And I want to say that I, I'm. I'm understanding that, yes, as a feature film director, but that was Patty Jenkins until Patty Jenkins didn't have a movie anymore. Yeah. So, Charmaine, it sounds like things are moving along for the Ray movie, and that is priority number one for Lucasfilm. This one sounds like it will get made. But I would also point out that she's directing it, but it's being written by Stephen Knight from Peaky Blinders. I mean, he's the the writer. So I just feel like, you know... I I get where we're at with these things. And so, Jake, as you know, I try to be tactful with these things. Yes, ever the diplomat. Uh, I'm not looking... Yeah, I'm not looking... Well, I'm trying to look at it from both sides. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that was definitely a misstep. I feel like that was not very respectful for the other women who've worked on it. And if I were one of them, I would feel disrespected in that way. Like, that could have been handled better. You could say, like, Hey, it's it's exciting to be the first female director of a feature film right. for Star Wars, yeah. and talk about how this is a female centric, you know, lead character. We're gonna have fun with this. We're gonna. This is what we've been waiting for. This is a, a moment. I I get that, but saying it's about time, I just you know, yeah. Uh, and again, this is perspective of three men. <laughs> the whole <laughs> just, thing I have is stupid. Just that. write a good story. Yeah. The rest of it, will yeah. I mean, uh, out. Uh, that, that's that's I'm what at. we've talked like,
2: about.
1: Like, I don't care anything about what you do in your personal life as long as it's not illegal but uh uh you know like i just you know i want a good story i want people that love star wars and care about it and i don't know i mean i i don't know if you guys watch ms marvel she directed that uh i loved it it, it was pretty I loved good it. yeah i enjoyed it i so thought it was good i'm hoping that she can bring some of that uh you know kind of fun to uh to star wars but i just uh, i mean man you know, I, I saw a couple things, you know, there, there's a lot of back and forth and there's a couple like the more sober, like bigger you know, variety Forbes, some of those things analyzing yeah. this. Like, I, I will say like, man, she's in a tough spot. Like the sequel yeah. films were not as popular as they should have been. And like, this is a tough assignment uh, for the first one out of the gate. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I hope it's great. It'll be interesting to see. I, I think it, there was a lot of toxic fandom, which I think is crap. And I strongly yeah. disagree with, but I just wish she would, you know, kind of acknowledge the, you know, that she she's standing on the shoulders of other people who've gone before. That's all.
0: Well, I I would agree with you. And again, we've talked about this many times. And Jake, I know you've got your hot take on this as well. But I would just add that many times on this podcast, we have talked positively about the things that we've appreciated from. Whomever is contributing to Star Wars, the things that we like, uh, men, women, uh, gay, straight, uh, non gendered all these things, you know, non-binary, it it doesn't matter. We are just fans of great stuff. And and I think that it's, it's tough in this day and age to not talk about those things and to point to those things. But overall, we just love good content. We love a good story. It doesn't matter who's telling that story. We really enjoy it. And I know that can be seen as somewhat of a... From conversations I've had that can be seen as a luxury to look at that way. And I get it. Well, and that, that's but,
1: interesting because Bob Iger, you know, specifically said, he's like, we, we need to acknowledge that, you know, we've focused more on messaging at the expense, a little bit of the story. And we like, like he, entertainment in the that. story is the number yeah. one thing. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see like going forward, how they navigate that. Cause it's tough. I mean, you know, like I, like as a guy from the military where, you know, like, uh, you, you, it does tend to be very white male centric and it and does. I, that, it that does. group think is like a terrible thing. You know, when you have to start making military decisions that are hugely important and cost lives. So, so you do have to have diverse, uh, opinions and backgrounds and stuff like that. Uh, but, it, mm-hmm. but you know, how you get there is always a, a challenge. So that's what I'd say.
0: Right. It, and everyone working together is what it comes a, down in to. The end, that's
1: it. it. Like the mission first. And so I ne- in this case, like making awesome Star Wars movies. <laughs>
0: And and I get it. It's a very kumbaya way to look at these things and perhaps misguided because there are real things that are problems out there. But in the end, you know, I don't think that Star Wars and entertainment in general right now, there are times to do that, to, to, you know, shove things into the spotlight. And there are times where if I were Disney, I'd be like, let's just take the safe route for right now. Can we do that? We need things to return to normal. And I know that safe is not always a great way to play it, but I think for right now, I especially with as divided as things are uh, in a divisive country at this point, in a divisive world, it's fun to look at Star Wars because it's everyone coming together. It's alien species. It's all this stuff. It's one of the things we like about it. It's one of the reasons why people like Star Trek so much because it's, it's these utopian type way uh, of living with everybody and getting along. I want more of that. I want stories that incorporate that. And I want everyone working on that together to make that happen. But no matter but, matter. but you got to think that right
1: now, like you said, Nate, like, Iger's thinking like, I need to be like Roger Goodell on this one and like remove my, remove my IP and my corporate strategy, like try and stay out of the, you know, culture wars and like, let's just focus on entertaining as many people as we can, regardless of what their political persuasion or beliefs are and make, make fun, engaging stories that a lot of people like.
0: Jake, you're a more conservative guy. You know, Chris is fairly middle. I'm middle to left, I guess what what's your take on everything here i've
2: said it before and i'll say it again to me it's all about meritocracy make a good mm-hmm. story make money because that is ultimately the whole point of this endeavor is to make money by entertaining people i just don't see it as being that difficult and the whole yeah. toxic fan thing yes they, people like that exist on the internet yeah in every rail every realm yeah. anything you want to find to talk about there's people who just like to be jerks just because
0: I don't care. And there's bro culture, for sure. And the problem yeah. is
2: that we can't ever let it go because we're constantly reminded of it. Every mm. time this comes up, it's shoved back in our face well, that this tiny little minority of people are being irritating online. That's, that's because, not the majority of people. Yeah, I mean, that, that's so. because
1: the, the, the outlets are all just trying to get clicks. We I get it. it. I right? know why. But that, but that's just, why this whole you know, thing blew
2: up. It doesn't need to be this way.
1: There are some people on both sides that, you know, want to drive outrage to get people to go to their website to get more advertising revenue. Yeah. It's that all is stupid the bottom line. And, and you're just, talking you know, about
2: like 2% yep. of the people. Yes. Should we really shouldn't be tearing everything apart over 2% of the people? Yep. And honestly, it's probably even smaller than that. And I just get really tired of hearing about it because it's really not the problem that everybody makes it out to be.
0: Yeah, The only criticism I ever had for Charmaine was just, and I'm using her first name because it's easier for me uh, to say Charmaine, because I, I'm worried I'm saying the last name wrong. But uh, I would say that it, the only criticism I've had is that she hasn't had a real big feature film before. And I'm a little nervous about yep. that. I did absolutely love Ms. Marvel the series, though. And that has me excited for what she can do. I thought she handled the action sequences really well. I loved you know, the show overall. I don't know if it's just because I like the young actress that played the role of Ms. Marvel so much. She was really endearing and really great and really fun, did a great job. Overall, the series is executed really well, so I feel good about it, but it was a TV show. And it it does not live up to what I expect out of a feature film as far as the level goes. When it was you TV show that's apples kids, and oranges. Right. And that's that's teens, that's yeah, the yeah.
1: difference here is like
0: But you could say the same thing about Spider Man. Yeah, but the Spider Man movies are about
1: Dude, I, teens. I get it, I'm just saying. Like now we're gonna be executing Adult Ray reforming the Jedi Order, like post yeah. you know, post yeah. uh Rise of Skywalker. So I just I don't know. It, it it I just I just really hope that they let Filoni as a creative director like give a lot of advice so that you know there's not continuity problems that it you know yeah. like i just you know we've talked like these a lot of the star wars movies the military stuff like just is jarring to me when it's really really bad yeah the original yeah. trilogy did a great job with that you know uh and the some mm-hmm. the sequels were kind of terrible at points uh well, it helps and, that george was such a world war ii night. well exactly so but but that's yeah. what i'm saying like Like, I just hope that they, in their efforts to like, we're going to do something new, like don't, you know, Mm -hmm. pull Ryan Johnson and instead can kind of go back to what people really love. Cause I, I like the character of Ray and I, I want to see, you know, I, we've all talked about it. Like I think we would have loved to see outside of what we've already seen Luke reforming, you know, try and reform the Jedi order. Right. Like we saw it in flashbacks and obviously him teaching Grogu, but like not really. So I think that's a cool story. That's a, that's something that I want to see, but I just, I just want it to be well, well done. So,
0: and it's so interesting too that the original concept involved a much older Ray, right? With Helen Mirren set to play Ray, which would have been so interesting to see. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, no, that, that was work. the initial concept uh, that was being worked on. Is Ray very far in the future, much older, and Helen Mirren was approached about playing older Ray. I thought that was so interesting to learn when it was still. Uh, Damon Lindelof that was working on his script for the new Ray movie. So you seem perplexed, Jake. I'm seeing a little, little surprise I just there. Don't see it. Like Dame
2: Helen Heron <laughs> is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but. She is. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been interesting to see for sure. So I just um, don't think that this is that difficult. I think that everybody makes it a lot harder than it needs to be. You know, sometimes they have hard to get getting you, out you can look back and see what people like and what they don't give the people what they yeah. like, because ultimately that's how you make the most money. It's fan service. And go Jake. ahead. Fan, service. Huh? I fan service. I don't care. Fans are come such on, a dirty boy. word.
0: Fans pay the bills, dumbass. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's how it works. Well, hey, that's not the only comment that uh, Charmaine made uh, that has, has, has come up lately. Yeah. So of those yeah. folks that are particularly incensed, they started digging. For more dirt to pile on, another comment has come out from a years-old interview in which she asserted a bit tongue-in-cheek that she enjoys making men feel uncomfortable. If you watch the forum and the entirety of what was being shared, uh, I'm able to see personally that it was in relation to her work as a documentarian and a woman from Pakistan. She's a journalist too. Uh and so she was talking about forcing people to see this issue and in Coming from Pakistan, not known for having the best women's rights in the world, you can kind of see where she's coming from. So I think you need to like look at the full context of the situation. Yeah, so, I mean, would, I'm not coming to defend on other things, but- making dudes Would we be that giving boring, that kind of forbearance, though,
2: if, if it were the other way? Like, listen to this, Nate. How does this sound? I enjoy making women uncomfortable
0: well yeah that sounds creepy as hell to exactly
2: you that, but- <laughs> would we be giving that kind of forbearance were it the other way no but, we wouldn't. but jake, and just to be jake, clear i don't care about her comment it doesn't matter to me one way or the other
1: but jake she's talking about making men in don't pakistan care. that throw acid in little girls faces uncomfortable that that's the context
0: so yeah sorry yeah she's like, talking about very serious that, that's, yeah, that's a
1: little oh,
2: I, I that's a little different like making making
1: not. dudes in pakistan that throw acid on little girls faces uncomfortable that was the context yeah, of the original yeah. comment. That's so a I, whole
2: bigger issue, and yeah, I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with writing Star Wars or running a Star Wars movie, nor should it.
0: And at that time, she wasn't associated yeah, with Star Wars, just, and it had nothing to do with it. it I get that. cherry-picking like,
1: stuff. Doing documentaries on honor killings and stuff like that in
2: Pakistan. I get it, mm-hmm. and I, I could go on all day long about how I am on her side with all of that stuff yeah. and get myself in all kinds of trouble going down that rabbit hole. But the problem is that the reality of it is that no, we don't get that kind of forbearance as men to say things like that. That could be interpreted wrong no matter how far back it is. And this is the age yeah. of everything you say is forever, and we give no grace to anybody. Because if you make a mistake, no matter how long ago it was, or what your intentions were or what the context was, none of that matters. We're still gonna drag you through the mud for it. That's I is would how say this
0: I would assert that I don't think she needs our grace on what she was talking about. I'm not saying she uh, does. Th- th- yeah. Yeah. You guys are doing so, the same thing that everybody just, else is supposed I to do. I think it's important to bring this up because people are cherry picking stuff yeah, and yeah. pulling out of context to try to pile well, it's on, the on internet. We're doing exactly that, what you said, Jake. I have, yeah. yeah. I have enough trouble with, with this comment that she made about finally a woman is shaping Star Wars. Women have been shaping Star Wars for a long yeah. time. Uh, it's just the first time they've been a director of a film. Doesn't mean they haven't been integrally involved with making Star Wars as great as it is. And so I think that was just a poor choice yeah. of words. So, uh, But beyond that, I, I feel like this was just like, hey, this is the toxic fandom point where people are trying to find something to make it worse. Well, so, it's like that I was said,
1: it's people that have websites that are trying to get clicks. Yeah. And whoever dug this up, they got a bunch of clicks. So yep. it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the name of the game in this That day-nation. is
2: the reality of our existence right now. And if you don't want to yep. be a part of it, then you don't ever appear on camera anywhere. And as impossible <laughs> as that is, then just get over it. You know, yeah. that's just yeah. how it is. As
0: we record this show to put on YouTube. yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: hey, I, I say what I say and I stand behind it.
0: I, um, I understand, Jake. We all do. We all do. So it, it was a hot button topic. It, it scared me to take this on, but I felt like we had to at least talk about it because it has been so talked about. Yeah. And if you do want to see the full comments of what Tremaine Obid Chinoy was saying... You can find that it was it was a forum that was hosted, that was actually uh, emceed by John Stewart, which also plays into folks who yeah. have a problem with the kind of liberal nature of things because he's often associated with that. But uh, John Stewart was the one who was moderating that discussion, and it was a forum of women talking at that point. So, But you can find that online on YouTube. It's very easy to find. Yep. You can see the full context of it. Make the judgment for yourself. It's irrelevant. Let's move on from that hot button topping and talk about some other stuff that is uh, kind of fun to talk about. And Adam Driver recently made the rounds on the talk show circuit and the podcast circuits as well, promoting his new movie, Ferrari, which looks phenomenal. It's a Michael Mann movie. Those are always good. Uh, on the Rich Eisen podcast, he talked about his original arc in the Star Wars sequels, about how it was pitched to him and what was going to be. Check this out.
2: And I had an overall arc that he, in mind that he wanted to do which, you know, then changed, but his idea was that almost the opposite journey of Vader, where Vader starts the most confident, the most, uh, you know, committed to the dark side. And by, you know, the, um, the last movie, he's, he's the most vulnerable and weak. And he yes. wanted to start at the opposite, where the, this character was the most confused and vulnerable. And by the end of the, the three movies would be most committed to the dark side. So the, I tried to keep that arc in mind. Regardless if that wound up not being the journey anyway, because it changed obviously. It's shooting. Yeah, right. Right. But I was still kind of focused on that.
0: Jake, did you hear that full interview with, with Adam driver? Yeah. I I thought that was interesting. And Chris, I was pretty sure you had watched the whole thing as well. Yeah. So it's funny to hear him talk about that, about what it was originally pitched as. And he goes into the whole thing about the disconnect between the directors and the writers of everything, because it pitched that, Kylo was gonna go full dark side, yep. not redeemable, and it was Ryan who kind of started to change things. But he didn't deviate necessarily from Kylo fully committing. He made you think like he might be coming around to Ray, but he was still fully committed to moving forward on that path. It was in Nine, Rise of Skywalker, where Ben Solo comes out in the end, and that was not what was ever pitched to him. Which is funny enough coming from the guy who pitched him originally on Kylo's arc, how things changed for J.J. Abrams as he took over for episode nine. What do you guys think? Was that a mistake to deviate and show the redemption of Ben Solo? No. Because in the in the version that was done by... Um, I forgot the other director who was, who was fired. I just forgot his name. Um, but the the other version that was done before... He was fired, and J.J. came back. That version, Kylo fully committed to the dark side. He was not redeemed. And ultimately, I believe, as I recall, he was killed and brought down in that, in that yeah. version of the story. So, um... I don't think Colin it's a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Colin
2: <clears throat> You know, <clears throat> the whole thing about Star Wars is that it's about redemption. We've said it a million times. I agree. And so, it, it fits, and I'm okay with that. Like... I don't have a problem with getting exactly what I expected. I don't, I never had an issue with that. So
0: I, I get the feeling Adam driver was disappointed with it and watching yeah, it, well, I think it I would mean, have been uh, more
2: fun for him to go full bore <laughs> right, on yeah. the evil end of things. That's what I but think. Yeah. I well, think and, in the end it made for a much more complicated character and a better character arc to go the other direction.
1: I agree. Well, and that, that's everyone's problem with it. Right. Is that it's now the same, right? It's, well, it's, it's just the same movie. So uh, it I, rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be but 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 i i just don't know man i i don't I, I just what's the ending then ray kills ben like yeah you know i mean like i i guess i i just i don't think that would have been as fulfilling so i don't know I well I, as as yeah. soon as uh you know as soon as they build that big connection between them like i just don't know how you go that direction and i in my mind like i'd really be curious to interview jj abrams and find out but that that's to me that's why he had to go that direction cuz they're linked in the force like a force dyad so you know like I, how, how do you get away from that you
2: know go with the I think that ray. was
0: Ryan Johnson's impact on JJ right. when he did when he veered he had to you bring know it to a in a different direction yeah. Yeah. and I think I think JJ was like oh I kind of like that I think he he saw the the beginnings of what could be and it changed his thoughts on things so I feel like that was something that JJ positively took from what ryan was doing with last jedi now is that what ryan intended for it i don't know that it was but i think it's something that jj thought i like what's happening here let's see where this goes and went that whole new direction and if you think about it it rhymes with the final original trilogy movie in one of the big bads not the big bad but one of the big bads you know who's second to the Emperor. Or subservient to the emperor, because the emperor in nine was promising Kylo all this amazing power. The emperor was. You'd give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it it rhymes because he was then redeemed and he died also like Vader did. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at George Lucas, what he did with rhyming, same thing here. So it all makes sense to me. And And that part of it worked for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I- I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. I think, you know, we've talked about how it could have been longer and I don't know, I, but, but this is, this is my point when we're talking about, you know, the new Ray movie, like there has to be some continuity and yeah. Felloni has to make sure that this story fits. So we don't have to go back and retcon it and that people watching it, you know, it, it, the tough part, obviously people watching it have to be able to understand without having watched all of the Mandalorian stuff in between. Right. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, yeah. like, like it needs to match and like fit, otherwise the fans will be pissed and it'll suck. No, we just need to, to like
2: run out on our own and just do whatever. Like, you know, Ray decides to become a, a hairdresser or a, a doctor <laughs> instead and just totally subvert everything and get away from the original story of any kind. Just
0: I'm sensing some sarcasm. Yeah.
2: Just go right. Way I mean, off
0: Ahsoka the was a farmer, right? Uh-huh. Ahsoka was a farmer. She was for a bit. Literally. She was, yeah, sort of. Yep, she was. She was yeah. more I mean, a
2: mechanic you... than a farmer, but okay,
0: true uh, on a, on handy, a farm a world. Handy yeah. person, farm handyman. That's a. There it is. Details. Okay, Jake, you got us on the details. There, she was a a mechanic Close of enough. farm equipment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. But she did lend a hand on on the farm mm-hmm. as well by like you know doing some stacking and stuff. So okay, so there's that. Uh, it, I don't. Of all the things that we have had problems with the sequel trilogy the redemption of ben solo was not it Mm-mm. not it for me nope. I, I have no problem with that i, I really liked that aspect uh, I, you know i wish that he had survived i wish they had subverted our expectations there that he didn't have to die mm. but uh oh well it is what it is N- that's where it went but there again, was room I get the on point the door of it too. so to speak for both yeah. them. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice titanic reference jake yes yeah uh, there was plenty of room on the door he didn't have to die yeah, but James so, Cameron says he does, so that's the end of it. Yeah, he did. He did. All right, guys, well, that, that wraps that up, and, and if you want to see that full interview, and that was on The Rich Eisen Show, uh, great interview with uh, Adam Driver. I like him even more from all the stuff he's done with Saturday Night Live, all the stuff he's done on all these podcasts. He's a character, man. Yeah. He's just a good dude. Yeah, he really is. Fun. Like You hear all the good things he does for other people, too, that he doesn't want attention for. He just seems like a really he's interesting, like and generation down-to-earth Keanu Reeves. Guy. Yeah, he he kind of is. Yeah. He's in that vein. Yep. Yeah. Which can you imagine a movie with the two of those guys together in a Star Wars oh, universe? That would be so much fun. That would be like that would be so ridiculous. Fun. Which you know, I gotta point something out too. This was not a subject I put on the show, but I should have put it on here. Director of the John Wick franchise mm. uh, wants to take a swing at Star Wars. Mm. He's 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 said I, I I'd take a crack at that. How neat would it be to have him involved? With Keanu Reeves, whom he obviously works well with yep. in a certain storyline. Awesome. Well, it's been rumored that before would be nice.
1: It would be fun. Mm-hmm. He would make a great, you know, you know, scoundrel or, Dude Jedi knows action. or bounty hunter. Yeah. He could do any of them. You
0: know, so. Adam Driver
2: could play a young Keanu Reeves.
1: No, there
2: you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know. I like I really the dead don't die. I really liked him in that. I thought he was really fun uh-huh. in that. So I don't know. I think he's good. He's great. Yeah.
0: He's great. Yep. So I did want to point point that out that John Wick director wants to take a swing at Star Wars and I kind of feel like let's let him try yeah, yeah. Let's see what he can let do it, uh, I mean give him a streamer John give Wick's a pretty fun, fun franchise yeah so yeah, yeah. all right uh, let's move on and uh, we we can talk about one other thing that Adam Driver mentioned he was asked in another interview if he is on deck to be in the next Ray movie. And uh, he kind of let us all know that's not something he's really in talks about. So the answer sounds like a resounding no. He's not going to be in the new Ray movie. A resounding maybe. <laughs> a resounding there I mean, no always know a if he maybe. Was. Exactly. I feel like his arc is wrapped up. You know, I mean, they didn't show us him in ghost, you know, ghost Jedi uh, form. Yeah, yeah but no, no, ones ghost form, so no one's ever truly gone, but I feel like they're going to move on. And also, I don't know that Adam Driver wants to come back. That's uh, the bigger thing. I'm okay. He's a big Star Wars fan, I'm and he okay talked about all the stuff.
2: i like, killing people off and letting them stay dead. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like Mace Windu for- he, Well, instance. he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, though. Mace. I know. Hashtag Mace Lives. Mace lives. I-, I knew I was walking right into that, but I couldn't help it, so-
0: you had to do it, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, we left the door wide open yep. for it. You got to take a peek and see what's going on. I did. Come on, I didn't now. think
1: there was some controversy recently about you know like how how oh, is Qui Gon a Force Ghost versus Obi Wan and all that good stuff. So I mean, you know, there's yeah, some, there's some debate still on the canon. You know how that works in canon.
0: Well, I mean, among the nerddom, we're going to debate every little thing there is. Yeah. Let's be real about that. You know, it's what we do. We love it. Uh okay guys let, let's get to it we we need to talk about Zack Snyder's <laughs> could have been Star Wars movie Rebel Moon we've all watched it yep. and 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 something that seems to be a common thread it took us a while to get through it um it was not the uh, it, at least for Chris and I and I think Dan too I think we all said that we, yeah, and we Tag needed as to yeah well. yeah yep Matt Tagami we all said that we needed to kind of take a couple passes at it yeah. to to get through it. Hmm. It was not something that had me deeply involved and perhaps that's the streaming world of this day and age, but I tend to watch something through if I can. And, and I, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I fell asleep in it. I fell hmm. asleep in it. Uh, it was late at night when I was watching it. So to be fair, well, that, but I didn't really care about the characters. I just didn't care about them. Like star Wars granted. I was a kid when I saw it, but it grabbed me right away and I stayed in it and I cared about the characters. I was invested to see that they were okay. I felt it when Obi-Wan was killed as a kid. I felt that I just didn't care if anyone died in this movie. What, what do you guys take away from it? I mean, do you feel the hey, same? I
2: think that the real problem is that this is very, very much designed to be like a multi-part thing. And so there yeah. isn't really any like complete arc. It just kind of ends.
0: Yeah. Well, and, we and the next all up. I mean,
1: it, it's a Snyder movie. I mean, like, like, it's beautiful, beautifully shot, it's beautifully Gorgeous. shot. Yeah, like cinematics are awesome,
2: but I didn't see any greased up abs anywhere.
1: No, the Tarik guy, <laughs> the the Prince dude is definitely there, but uh, uh but yeah. but and not not as bad as three hundred, but but still, but uh, but I mean, uh, you just it's still the dialogue, it's was. like it's up a little bit was... hard, like you know, like you know, to follow. They do the ensemble characters they are clearly trying to like hack a bunch of like basic tropes there with the different people Mm -hmm. in the in the, you know, little party that they build to defend the village. I I mean, I don't know. I just, and then the, the biggest thing to me were like, I really thought that Zack Snyder was going to have cooler spaceships in space battles. And that all kind of sucked. So it was almost like,
0: uh, yeah, maybe, but they
1: didn't, none of them, none of them. I mean,
0: the, the spaceships reminded me of Dune the, from the eighties version of Dune or, or, so or like, kind of, know, like Serenity the, the or the, Firefly. The, like, yeah. It,
1: so it's a little unclear, unclear to me still, whether the King's gaze was a little gunship that got crashed or the like dreadnought, like, when yeah, it was which was the big like, ship.
2: And then it had I think like it's a the big ship, but then they a launch, the, the, but then they talk down.
1: about the launch thing being the King's gaze almost. So like, I'm, I'm like, well, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. Not important, but when I saw the King's Gaze, I'm like, <laughs> that looks like Dolz's command piece of junk from, you know, freaking like Robotech or whatever. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it's just not an aesthetically pleasing spaceship.
0: Yeah. No, they didn't look cool. None Star Wars has cool looking spaceships. Yeah. I mean, it, like, the, I just, I,
1: the, none of it was cool to yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, Millennium Falcon equivalent, like, looks like a freaking trawler or something. Like, like yeah, this is not, not impressive. The it's fighters were not engaging. That's like, what it was for. Know, yeah, yeah, the Millennium Falcon is a freaking freighter, dude. I,
0: I know. know. Well, here's the thing too: Star Wars went to great lengths to look like a lived-in world, right? Mm-hmm. And Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon did not look like a real lived-in world with its ships or the technology or any of that stuff. The when they were on a planet, it, it looked like a lived-in space, but it, the ships just didn't nope. seem real enough yep. to me to to really buy. Yeah, into their it. effects were not great. No, no, and there's also the marketing aspect that Netflix decided to buy into the whole Snyder cut thing, so that you get one version of Rebel Moon, Child of Fire, uh, and then before they're about to drop the the sequel to they'll it, you know, the it second again, part of the this, they'll drop the Snyder cut. Uh, I mean, if that's the version you want, give it to me. Yeah. You know, you saw what happened with the original Justice to An League. hour longer, yeah.
1: probably was well, so like a three hour. Yeah, it was like two a half. And a half longer. hours
0: long for the first part. So. I mean, I watched Justice League the Snyder Cut, and it was like four hours long. I will tell you, it was better than the other one. It was better. Uh, was how it much good? Better it is. It's four hours. Was yeah. it good? It was. It was. It was pretty good. I mean, I am not say it was good. It was pretty good. <laughs> good um, enough to put away four hours of your life for it. It was. Mm-hmm. It was good enough that I would watch it again. I'll put it that. Uh, good enough. All 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 that right. I, I would watch it all again. Right. Yeah. I I did think it I'm was better Then okay. Yeah, but was it something I'm like, God, I've got to make sure I get this as soon as it drops? No. Nope. Nope. It it wasn't, I came to it months after the fact because I thought the original Justice League was so piss poor that it, it just, <laughs> I wasn't really, I mean, that, that speaks to what, how it made me think, oh, I would watch this again Yeah. if I have four hours to invest. Well,
1: okay. So I'll give an example from Rebel Moon. That droid was actually pretty cool. And you think he's going like, to be a part of something. And then he like- Did nothing. Is not there until the very end where he like shows up with fucking dealer, deer antlers on. So you're like- it, yeah, it runs away. He
2: played an important role at the end. Better have something to do with the second movie. Oh, because he was that. I'm sure too much build-up sure will, but just it, you don't drag Sir Anthony Hopkins into something unless it's going to be baked. Right? Yeah,
1: but but it just yeah. like that's an example of the just not fully baked man. So, like I said, yeah. it's not. Which is why it's a multipartate thing. Yep, yeah, but we dodged a bullet, is what I'm saying. Like uh, I don't, this that was not my next have question. Made it Star Wars. It would not make no. Star Wars. I don't think. Like. The story and the writing is just not compelling enough to make me want it to be Star Wars. Like, was
0: it you, Chris, or was it Dan who said that he is a tremendous cinematographer, but mm-hmm. he shouldn't necessarily be the, the lead story guy? Yeah. yeah, that was Dan. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and I someone the real else question else is, writing is, the story is, this better pushing? than
2: the High Republic crap that we get?
0: That's the real question. <laughs> the High Republic stuff is just not good. It's not Well, I game. mean, I, 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 I think we have to wait for the Acolyte, like... Uh, yeah. I, yes. I I will say, so the that. young Jedi hope, adventures have actually
1: revealed that. some canonical stuff, uh, about the high Republic and like, uh, really, there's some actual interesting stuff there. So anyway, I'll, I'll have to I see, to I, I don't know if I season. sent you guys, there's like a top 20 or there are 25 things of, you know, revealed in 2023 in star Wars. There's like one from young Jedi adventures. It's kind of interesting. Mm, so, okay.
0: I yeah. yeah. I need to check that out. Yeah. I need to check that out for sure. So, uh, Overall, how would you rate Rebel Moon? I mean, we, we've discussed it. It sounds like it, we're glad it wasn't a Star Wars movie because it would have been a swing and a miss, probably. How would you rate Rebel Moon overall as a, a film in the sci-fi genre? How would you rate it? On a 10 scale? On a 10 scale. What would you give it? Six and a half. Yeah, I'd give it like a, you know, six, seven. Yeah, 6.9 guys we're all in the same exact i was gonna say six to seven somewhere in that range so 6.5 seems to be the resounding thing from us it had some sweet moments it had some interesting stuff it looks phenomenal overall if you take away the ships that were underwhelming uh, as far as you know selling it to us but overall i mean there were some interesting things that developed i did enjoy the ending uh, as far as you know things leading up to the, the final battle uh, of that movie. So there were things that I took away from it that I enjoyed. I woke up for that part, <laughs> always good. So, but in the middle, I kind of my interest waned a bit. I just didn't yeah. care enough about the characters, and that was the well, biggest. Well, I, I,
1: I think it is a valid point, Jake makes that we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you know, after I the think second, it'll parts, we see both parts. Does it redeem itself? But a great point. But they're not going to redeem the fact that they have horses with a prosthetic on their forecranium, and that that's their beast of burden. Like, hey,
0: Star Wars on. did that.
2: Yeah, I mean. Do Episode something. nine did space horses. So, yeah, you know. but I
1: mean, they were still—I don't know, whatever. Yeah, they still look like horses. Those <laughs> yeah. were horses. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. That's that's
0: not. <laughs> it, I mean, they look like horses, on one, but yeah. I mean, yeah, there's only yeah, so much they, you They can were do riding on, on top of a spaceship. Horses trotting along on the top of a star destroyer. Okay, I'm just saying. Of all the things JJ could have done, yeah. What? Yeah. So. You, all he right. made, you made a choice there jj he made a choice, choice and he choice stuck right. to yeah. it did he land it no he did yeah. not eh, but that's well. all right
2: you got to respect the effort
0: yeah 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 a for effort buddy a for effort <laughs> all right well let, let's get to something else as we're wrapping things up uh 2023 in the rearview at this point let's look at what's new this year and what is in store for star wars in Nothing. This year of our Lord 2024, the 2024 slate includes The Acolyte, Star Wars, The Bad Batch Season 3, and Star Wars Skeleton Crew, and Star Wars Tales of the Jedi Season 2, all confirmed by Disney for 2024. I believe them when I see them. I mean, that could be the case. Uh, uh, be the Tales case, of the Jedi but... and
1: Bad Batch are a sure thing.
0: Like, yeah, I think The Animation, Acolyte's a sure thing. That's easy. We'll
2: see, I hope so. I am so optimistic for Acolyte. Well, I mean,
0: they wrapped up filming a while ago, yeah, for yeah. The, Acolyte. the Acolyte. It's Acolyte's like they are wrapping happen. it up, yeah, they were wrapping that up before the strike. So, I mean, they were still continuing on with a little bit of reshoots I That's think. So really much shoots. potential, yeah, so yeah. much
1: production,
0: so much potential. You're right, Jake, and that is in the High Republic era. So, that, well, and, that, and I'll say we High talked Republic about it, like degree.
1: we all recently read, I think, the uh, you know, Rise of the Red Blade novel, which. I didn't the, finish it, so but good. I got about halfway through. One of the best Star Wars novels, I think, in recent history. Agreed. Like, one of the best. My I'd say overall anything. Yeah. You know, recent. So, but
0: uh, I've seen several reviews from people who are deep, deep EU readers, and who have also said that they believe that that novel is one of the best of all time. Yeah. So well, but hopefully, I, it got better because it, it
2: was kind of slow and boring. It, it does. It got great. It gets real good. It gets great. But but
1: it, but it that got me excited. You know, I think a little more for seeing the Acolyte. You know kind of, you know, I, I think the High Republic stuff, I, I stopped reading it way before, you know, I couldn't hang as long as you yeah. guys did. But uh, we tried. Yeah, we tried. But we tried. Uh, but I think like, you know, this has got me reinvigorated to, you know, I, I was excited to see the light anyway. But now it's like, ah, oh, that could be fun seeing, you know, the Republic at its peak. So anyway, it has I a lot of potential. The High Republic
2: part of it isn't what draws me. It's the Sith part that draws me.
0: And that's what's enchanting a lot of people. I like the idea that it's the Jedi. It's a lot of action, from what we're we're hearing about things. That there's a lot of dueling, a lot of stuff going on, uh, and there's also detective work. Right. And I like the idea of the detective Star Wars story detective because show. we haven't yeah, seen it, yet. and we saw a bit of that. It, well, we saw a little bit of it with the oh, uh, Mandalorian Wars. season yeah, three, I guess so, season three, and we did. You're right, Jake. We Clone saw Wars. some of that in Clone Wars, uh, the the animated series. I'm liking the idea of a full series dedicated to kind of the Jedi as a detective. Uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to go into, and I think it has a good premise. and And what's interesting to see, there's more rumors coming out now that that you're getting these characters who are playing two versions uh, of the character. Like one is like a, a twins, like one's good, one's bad, one's with one's a Sith, one's a Jedi. So the main character, hmm. apparently, Amanda Stenberg. Has uh, it's been rumored that she's playing a set of twins that were initially raised to be Sith and one became a Jedi, is is what the rumor is. That's not been confirmed. That's a weird rumor. That's very oddly specific to just come out of nowhere. It is. It is. So I'm interested to see if there's any truth to it. It Is again, it's it's a rumor, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But if that is the case, man, that's an interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun very interesting that fun. would be really tough
2: i mean i think acting alone is tough but doing two that would be really weird it,
0: it would be but maybe perhaps they're not with each other hell if lindsey lohan know, pulled possibly. it off
1: in the parent trap come on
2: or that the olsen <laughs> twins i mean they
0: may yeah, but they're
1: actually, twins, so they're, they're actually twins
0: they're actually they're yeah. actually twins that's though little... but lindsey lohan man that's just acting extraordinary right there the, that's the some solid tribe. work right there that is uh, so there's, there's that. So I, I'm excited for Tales of the Jedi season two. You can't go wrong with Dave Filoni animation. No. It's, it's going to be really fantastic. It's be good. You have to think there'll be some more Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're I, just going to continue the same storyline with Dooku and Ahsoka? Or? I wouldn't be shocked if they revisited Dooku and Ahsoka. Dooku has become one of the most tragic figures to me of all of Star Wars. The more we learn about his backstory and everything, I tend to see his side of things a bit more yeah. and more and more. Are I mean, he becomes twisted with and contorted. Count don't I'm do that. I'm a sympathizer. I'm a Count DoorDash. Yeah, that YouTube video you <laughs> <I> sent us. <laughs> They've been releasing
2: uh, like one a day, and I think they're yeah. just hilarious. I don't know.
0: I, I'm a Dooku sympathizer to some yeah. degree. I, I, I see some of the, the reasons why he found the failings of the Jedi, which again, they continue to do a magnificent job of demonstrating, demonstrating why the Jedi fell. And again, I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed Rise of the Crimson Blade Blade so much. Uh, Red Blade, yeah. Crimson Blade, yeah. I
1: think it is Crimson Blade, sorry. Yeah,
0: Crimson Blade. So I I think they've done a really good job of painting the picture of why the Jedi failed, which if you go back to like, how if they were so powerful, did they fail? It only goes to show you just what a force, so to speak, Palpatine was and what he was doing and how effective he was to, to be dabbling and pulling the strings like he was. He truly was a master of puppets in that regard. And on top of that, to bring in a metallic reference. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, um, you know, it's just amazing to see that, that this makes sense. That, of course, the Jedi failed. Of course they did. You look at how they treated people. And they became too jaded by their thought that only they could know better. Yeah. So they were blinded by their, you know, their, you know, knowledge that they thought they held over everybody else. All so, empires I, fall. They do indeed, and the Jedi fell hard, as did the children. Anakin, oh, the children. Oh, the young ones. <laughs> uh, but Anakin missing from Sky that Screamer. list of shows, missing from that list of shows is Andor, Andor. Season uh, 2. Killing me. Disappointed, but I don't care if they take more time Just make it good. to make it as good as Season make it 1. good. Those. Just make it good. Just make it good. We are all in. And if Tony Gilroy needed to come back to it and say, we got to fix some stuff. I know I was absent and said everything's like a well-oiled machine, but we got to fix some stuff. Yeah. I have no problem if Tony came and like, let's let's rework this. Let's let's do this better. It's worth it. I am all good with that. It's an expensive series to do too, because as we know, it's all, all practical. Real. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm disappointed. Really wanted it in 2025. We're not going to get our 2024. We're not going to get it till potentially 2025 now. And we'll see if everything holds for everything that was announced for 2024. I do believe the Acolyte will be there in 2024. Uh, I do believe the Bad Batch will be. Skeleton Crew? I mean, apparently that's been shot quite some time ago, so it ought to be in 2024. And then, you know, Tales of the Jedi Season 2? Skeleton Crew, that's going to be a weird one. Yeah, that one makes me me nervous.
1: Makes me nervous a little bit.
2: Well, anytime you put an old man with a whole bunch of little kids, that makes me nervous. But, you know.
1: It's you every day at school.
2: <laughs> it's the teacher in me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, but I'm never I alone on a ship. I your job, bro. Yeah. I'm not alone <laughs> on a ship with them for hours on end, though. So.
0: It's basically your life, but in sci-fi, man. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just say my door's always right.
2: open for a reason.
0: Of those shows in 2024, I, I believe, Jake, you're probably most excited for The Act. Absolutely. Am I correct? Yeah. Chris, what about you for 2024?
2: Yeah, I mean Acolyte.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I think like Tales for me of the Jedi,
2: but like Yeah.
0: I, I think I think it's Tales of the Jedi season two I'm most excited for. I really enjoy the perspectives they 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 go and I, I like knowing more about the Jedi. I just like knowing more about the Jedi and, and more of the backstories there. Stuff they did with Dooku, I thought was really interesting. The stuff they did with Ahsoka I thought was great. I'm kind of excited for more of it. I, I want yeah, to see more of, of awesome. it. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it all. To be honest with you. So, I mean, Yaddle, it doesn't get any better than that. Bryce Dallas Howard, the voice of Yaddle, by the way, if you don't recall. Oh, I did not know another, that. Another important woman who has shaped Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> final question, guys. <laughs> As I get that last dig in. Final question. Going back to Adam Driver, he talked about the stuff he took from the set of the sequels. He took a lightsaber and he took his full Kylo Ren outfit. Let's say you're on the set of Star Wars. Any film, any series, any property of Star Wars. You can't take a set, but you can take something with you. Maybe it's a couple things. What are you taking and what is it from? So you got to think about that. Uh, I'll start first because I had some time to think about it. And I, I'm not necessarily putting you guys quite on the spot because I warned you ahead of time this show to think about it. But we've been talking ever since. So you may not have had a chance to really invest in thinking, what is it you would take? Well, one, I'm definitely taking a lightsaber. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Anakin Luke Skywalker lightsaber I'm going to take with me. I love a lot of the lightsabers, um, but I think that's the one I'm taking the with me. The blue lightsaber. And then when it co- blue lightsaber, it's the classic. Uh, is, is, as much as I love green and I've always loved the Return of the Jedi lightsaber, mm-hmm. I feel like of the things that matter the most that we all know Star Wars for, that's the prop I'm taking. It I'm would taking have been that. blue if it hadn't been for the, sun, the sky being a problem in the background. That's right. That's right. So uh, beyond that, I'm also going to take something else, and and I think it's got to be Vader's outfit in Mask. I think that's, I got to have that. It's just iconic. uh, uh, I got to have it. So for you guys, what do you have to have? What's the thing you're walking away from the set with? Ahsoka Tano. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't the least bit creepy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean... Why, why not? You know, why stop there and just like Gary Fisher and the gold bikini? I mean, yeah, come right. on. So that's no. Yeah,
1: no. It's, I, uh, it's a, a and an Ewok. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Ooh, an Ewok is a good one. Yeah,
1: I I, I go with uh, you know Beewing, um, which yeah, I, would... I think is a it's a legitimate thing <laughs> That's a it's set, model. Though.
0: No, oh, that's, that's not a set.
1: It's a model.
0: Oh, you're talking about when the models? Yeah, okay, a model okay. of the B-Wing. Yeah. So I okay. do oh,
1: that. Uh, you know, yes like if there there is not actually to my knowledge a viewing set i guess there's like a, yeah. one cockpit shot maybe but but mm-hmm. anyway so uh um and then uh uh i also had on my list the you know anakin slash you know luke Skywalker you know the blue lightsaber, lightsaber. yeah for sure yeah uh, and then you know uh, uh, maybe Luke's entire flight suit, helmet, and flight suit. You know, uh, the red, red two, uh, you know, sorry, red five. Uh, you know, slash, yeah, rogue squadron leader. Uh, not Admiral Akbar's
0: n- entire getup.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you can say we can take the costume, like the mask yeah, and- the yeah, sure, the it mask and everything that, then yeah, that would be my number One. But uh, okay, uh, and and then maybe the thermal detonator, just because, like, then you could be like, I'm holding a thermal detonator.
0: Yep. <laughs> I also you can't get, a if I could get away with it. At
1: Galaxy's Edge, by the way, they have them in a yeah, little yep. drink container, so you're welcome.
2: If I could get away with it, I would take R2. I would yeah. take R2. Without yeah, the yeah. driver yeah. in it, of course, right?
0: Of course. <laughs> I mean that would just be <laughs> kidnapping. <Yeah. laughs> That's kidnapping, no, dog.
1: really Creepy.
2: Come on, guys.
0: <laughs> Jake, what about you? What would you take? I don't know, Chris. I was just
2: gonna say I'm almost well, I'm pretty close to getting finished with Luke's red five helmet awesome nice. yeah it's awesome. gonna be good when it's yeah. done um what would i take i mean if i could have poe dameron's x-wing or a snow speeder i would take that but That'd if i have good. to the go model with... because you can't take a set no Except i want these. the whole big thing because i don't consider that no, a set, that's but... that's no no that's um gosh i don't know it's a prop it's a very large prop. yeah because
0: i would take the millennium falcon yeah that uh,
1: would be the cool. one for the external shots could be considered a prop yeah, you have
0: to be able to walk off set with it. Some yeah,
2: time. I guess probably okay. can't carry Poe Dameron's X-wing off. Mm-hmm. They no, do have it no. at the Air Space. I mean, you're struggling of- with
0: just a full outfit. Yeah. You know, like yeah. walking off set with that. Like I'm talking about Vader's full outfit. I mean, it's yeah. gonna be noticeable. Yeah. I'm, I'm walking away with it.
2: Yeah. Um. Gosh, what would I take? Hmm. Um. Probably an Obi Wan lightsaber. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, I would take that and I'm if I could uh, sorry go what? Go if I could get a hold of a set of Mando armor yeah
1: that'd be pretty, pretty awesome badass. yeah with a functioning jetpack
2: there you go yep I, I was that's, also gonna that say that doesn't, the, doesn't uh, shoot me up in the air and drop me
1: you know Han Solo's DL-44
2: just cause it's
0: that's iconic. a good one it's yeah. it is iconic that's it a super easy iconic. prop
2: to make uh, yeah. 3D printer yeah, wise
0: yeah it's based off of a real gun right. so yep. I have yeah. one it looks beautiful so <laughs> Awesome. Uh, guys, that's it at this point. I think some, a pretty good list of stuff. I do wish Dan could have been on here because I would love to, I mean, because I would love to know what he would like oh, to yeah. uh, take his sticky I'm fingers to. Uh, sure. On he stuff, would have something so. interesting.
1: He'd have an he idea. You know, he would. Take his sticky
2: fingers to some stuff on
0: that <laughs> Star Cruiser
2: last cruise.
0: No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> oh, you know what would be fun to have? The salacious crumb puppet. Uh,
0: Another good call. Man. Another good call. That would call. be pretty awesome. Yes. It would be. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that creepy little laugh it does. Oh, yeah. well, God. That well, thing's horrifying. That wraps up our show today. Make sure you join us again for the next show. We're two weeks out. We're getting back to the normal schedule. You can catch us anywhere you catch your podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify your Amazon Alexa device. Just tell Alexa, you know, give me the Force Geeks podcast and it works. I've tried it. It works. It's an easy way to do it. Again, we really do appreciate uh, your subscriptions to the podcast. Uh, We've been very light on shows over the last couple of months. That is going to be changing now as we get into the year and We don't have the holidays and all my abundance of procedures and surgeries going on. I'm back to normal now. So we're back to the every other week routine of things until there is a show on. And then we'll go back to every week, just like we like to do. In the meantime, we hope that you are starting off your 2024 in the best of ways possible. We hope you had great holidays, no matter what you celebrate. And uh, catch us on our social media channels as well. We have to always give thanks to Matt Tagami, who does a great job of uh, keeping things up to date there. And, And Jake is keeping things up on X formerly twitter so yeah i know i know it's hard to stay on top of everything jake it's all right i I don't even mess with it that much but uh you know put shows and interviews on youtube as well and check us out if you're looking for us on social media just check out at the force geeks and you will find us doing our thing there uh in the meantime thank you for joining us we appreciate your support and look forward to you joining us once again here in a couple weeks and Remember that uh, if you don't follow the Force Geeks, you're looking for your Star Wars in all the wrong places. Talk to you soon, and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>